0: Hey, I'm coming at you from the week of Valentine's Day in February 2020, so I'm starting to record this on Thursday, which is ruled by Jupiter, so I'm doing what I love to do, even though my work hours are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 to 2, Um, that's when I work, technically, I Depends on what I'm working on that I actually work. And the other days, uh, I do, you know, go on errands and such if I have to. Of course, every day I have to take care of my children in the house to a certain extent. I have a partner who helps me with that. But what's going on this week? Well, right now I'm listening to the Astrology Podcast. I'm listening to their Denver Meetup. Um, I'm watching it, actually, on YouTube, on my Roku, not a hashtag no ad Um, and also listening to it on my, um, speaker connected to my Spotify, TMI, too many details. Um, I'm looking at astrology of relationships. Oh snap. Don't need the police to try to save you. So I don't know, you know, I'm not an expert at, at picking, I'm brand new at this. Okay. This is literally my first year following the transits. Okay, first year. I used to follow the phases of the moon alongside my menstrual cycle, my period, my moon cycle, the time that a woman bleeds every month, whatever you want to call it. I'm now in the crone phase of humanhood. So I do not bleed in that way. It's nothing to be embarrassed to talk about. Women of childbearing age bleed every month and they need rest, they need rest. I'm going to let you know that. Um, but that that's neither here nor there, because I'm talking about relationships. <laughs> I mean, of course, the menstrual cycle can also be tied to relationships, but relationships in the natal chart. So what do I know? I don't know stuff, but I do know this. I know that in the seventh house, mine and my husband's both seventh house, We both have um, Chiron. His is in the sign of Pisces. Mine is in the sign of Aries. I have Venus also in the seventh house, conjunct Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer. Chiron is the orphan. Um, What else is significant that I see? It looks like Chiron is opposing... My husband's natal son, which is in Virgo, in his first house. He's also Virgo rising. I love that he lets me just have his chart as an example. He's such an angel. Um, Not that we get along like an actual person. In fact, I'm spurred on right now to make this podcast because I'm literally anxious. Because he told me he's coming home for lunch, but he didn't tell me this morning. And I was expecting to have lots of hours of uninterrupted quiet time, which is fine, which is fine. I need to be flexible. I share this home. So what I'm trying to look at today is what does it mean that Venus is in my seventh house? I know that Venus in the seventh house can be a lucky placement, but not if Venus is in her detriment or fall. Let me see. I'm going to turn to my Channing Nicholas book and look at her chart in the back. It's in the the back. It's like appendix two Um, Venus 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 see Venus wants to be in Pisces and she's in her detriment in Aries and Scorpio which is what um, I have is Aries and then oh so and my husband's Venus is in his 12th house which is Leo so and it's conjunct Uranus no, it's conjunct Uranus. No, it's conjunct Uranus. Stop making Uranus jokes just because I talk about the planet Uranus. Because you seem 12. Um, or just get get yourself together with other friends who enjoy that type of joke. And then you guys just enjoy that among each other. So much fun. I'm going to continue to say Uranus and not think of that I'm saying why you are space anus. okay? Because it also is a planet. And it's... Um, yeah... It's, it's interesting, unusual energy. Um, I'm just learning this. All of this is for entertainment purposes only. I read my friends' uh, charts in order to understand astrology because you can't just understand something only if you look at yourself, you guys. And my friends have chosen to share it with me. I've got about 25 at this point. I, don't, I can't take any more volunteers, and I'm spending the next year following people's transits. If you are on the list and have your birth stuff and we have been in communication and you don't want to be, please do let me know because I can open that spot up for someone else. So um, in the meantime, I, I just rotate through, especially if someone messaged me and is like, what's going on in my career? What's going on in my love house? That kind of thing. Then I can look that stuff up. Okay, so right now, hopefully, um, if you wanted it, you found out from me what your profections are. I'm still working on yours, Amber. That's my that's my task for today. So I wanted to start this podcast, and I wanted to um, work on Amber's perfected year, oh, prof- perfected house, to see what her themes were. And I already saw, actually, it's 8th house. It's 8th house themes. I also have 8th house themes, but we have to remember, too, it's going to be in combination with another house. So um, for you, I don't remember what the second house uh, is. That is the other theme of yours, but I can tell you right now to start with, if I haven't gotten back to you yet with your profections, is where's my chart? So the other thing I want to talk about, and I don't know if I'll get to it in this episode or if I'll make it an actual separate episode, depends on how long I run my mouth for this first part. But the other thing I want to talk about is, I know I've already mentioned it to you, uh, what moon phase we were born on and how it affects and how it manifests in our personalities.